0: Lauren Weber joins me today. Lauren is the Midwest correspondent for Kaiser Health News. Lauren, thanks for coming on today. Thanks so much for having me. So the Midwest has been in a unique situation where it can learn from other hotspots around the country throughout this pandemic. First, it was on the coast that COVID-19 really hit. Then it was in those sunbelt states. But now it looks like Michigan and Minnesota to Wisconsin's left and right are leading the country in the last seven days for cases per population. So what is going on there?
1: You know, as you said so smartly, it it is so interesting because theoretically I live in St. Louis, Missouri. So and I report out of here as well. We've had more time than others. You saw the New York surge. You saw the California surge. You had the time to prepare. But What's been sad about this pandemic is that it, it strikes everyone in all due time. And you end up having surge, whether you have the examples of others to learn from or not. And I think what we're seeing, or at least what the experts believe we're seeing in Michigan and Minnesota is an explosion of some variants. It's also somewhat tied to, it appears, some loosening. Folks, folks want to be back to normal. In the Midwest, too, you have slightly different attitudes about COVID in some areas than potentially on the coast. Uh, There's obviously some political politicization of the coronavirus that has played out differently in different regions of the country. And I think you don't have to look any further than how COVID has hit rural America to understand too why things are so much different when you see this explosion in these Midwestern states. I mean, basically from the summer until February, the rate of death in rural America was much higher than in urban America. And part of that's because as you said, it honestly just took a while for COVID to get there. And so as Michigan and Minnesota see these explosions of cases, I mean, the, the numbers are not great.
0: And we hear from health officials, you know, keep wearing a mask, keep social distancing, keep washing your hands. Um, but now the former CDC director is selling big ass fans. And, um for about ten grand, these fans are supposed to kill Covid. Lauren, you recently published an investigative report on this. i mean, is is this something that schools, offices or gyms should uh, pursue?
1: I, I, you know, I will just refer you to the experts that my colleague Christina Jewett, and I interviewed for our piece. I mean, what what you said is true, Robert Redfield has joined Big Ass Fans, which is a fan company that has added some technology to its fans, both UVC Light, which experts say. Usually does the trick, and then also ionization, which the experts that we talk to are a lot more skeptical about and have questions about. Um, and you know, here's the deal: Robert Redfield's not the first Trump official to join an air cleaning company. Uh, he follows in the footsteps of Doctor uh, Doctor Deborah Burks, who joined one last month um, called Active Pure. Now that company does something a little different with its technology, but both of these technologies in the air cleaning space. Are hoping to capitalize on the tremendous amount of federal funding that is flowing into schools across the country uh, to add things like improve the ventilation which experts do suggest or pay for products like this which some of them have a lot more questions about and you know as we see this market explode you're seeing you know what experts call quote unquote celebrity endorsements of burks and redfield hopping onto these products so we'll see what plays out
0: Lauren, you, you cover a lot of stuff from just case numbers that we talked about or new markets popping up during COVID. And you also you know, have this field of maybe disparities that you know, have come about during this pandemic. How do you choose your stories? Well, it's incredibly hard to choose my
1: stories because mostly I would just like to clone myself, but I uh, I honestly, I, you know, my colleagues and I end up having fantastic brainstorming sessions with our editors and each other to really narrow down to the tidbits that are going to strike both a local, regional and national audience. You know, as Midwest correspondent, I'm lucky to be able to tell stories out of this region. And I'm lucky to be able to tell them to a national group. And to do that, you have to dig into the stories at the ground level, but also make them applicable to a wider group. And so I've been lucky enough to be able to do that through the pandemic. And there's frankly so very many stories to choose from when you're living through times like this.
0: Anything you're keeping in your, uh, your eye on now that maybe we can look forward to coming out soon? Uh, you know, I'm
1: still obviously covering my colleagues at KHN and at the Associated Press have been working furiously on covering the public health system, how it's been underfunded and under threat for several years. And we'll have an update piece on that coming out in the next couple of days. And, uh, you know, I'd keep an eye on what we're working on.
0: You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WISPolitics and Wiss Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.